Tānadi is the festival of contemporary Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander art. Visit the exhibition at the Art Gallery of South Australia until the 21st of January 2024. This is a real treat, having two artists, curators, with me from Partner Projects. So Tanandi, as I'm sure you're all aware, is a festival of contemporary Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander art. And we have the exhibitions here at the Art Gallery of South Australia, but we also have partner exhibitions. And this year, we have a regional Tanandi exhibition, which Marika Davies has curated. And it started out, the first iteration was in Port Pirie, and it's now in Adelaide at the, the Hawke Centre at the Kerry Packer Gallery. And that's on until March. And then we also had a, an exhibition as part of the Ballarat International Photo Biennale, which was Colleen's exhibition. Um, and, and she's going to tell you more about that. And that is now currently at Felt Space here in Adelaide, and that's on for another couple of weeks. So it's been a, a real joy to be able to have exhibitions that have been regional, but also interstate, and to be able to support the work of artists to be able to showcase their work to more broader audiences than people who only come here to the Art Gallery of South Australia. So shall I start by, who would like to speak first about Marika? Good evening everyone, my name's Colleen raven Strangways. Um, I'm a proud Arabana Mubara Walpri woman, born and raised in Alice Springs, um, uh, currently living on Ghana country in, here in Adelaide. Um, so my family spans across uh, South Australian Northern Territory. We, we don't see borders. We, we kind of transition between the two. And um, yeah, we, it's just family and place and country to us. Um, so that's a bit of my backstory, I suppose. Um, so as Nikki said, I have an uh, exhibit at Felt Space that was um, first exhibited in Ballarat for their International Photo Banali. Um, and it's illuminating um, Aboriginal songlines. And it was us using black light and using um, glow paint on the body to tell the stories of, of where they're from and their place. Um, because we carry our stories wherever we go. And, you know, we, we normally when we celebrate and we, we dance with our family on country, there's a process of singing that song lines on the body and, and your totem. And so I wanted to show that in a way that was different that no one has seen before. And it was using the black lights and glow paint to then illuminate it coming off the skin and um, really strong posing from the models that I used. And models that I used were a variety of, you know, South Australian Northern Territory models, but um, and young and old. And I was just so proud of them giving me my, you know, their time to me and trusting in my mad process. So 
I'm a photographer um, and I have been for, or well, since 2009. Um, and so I gradually, you know, through just using secondhand stuff, secondhand cameras, secondhand lights, secondhand, or even making my own, you know, um, reflectors and just, I call it the ghetto studio. <laughs> but, um, but it gradually got to a point where I'm self-taught and now I'm at this place and I'm a, not only a, a Nikon ambassador but also a Nanlite ambassador now. So uh, I'm really proud of that achievement. And thanks to Nikki and Ballarat and Feltface to um, supporting me as well on this journey. Good to see all your faces here today too. <laughs> Enough about me now. Marika, do you want to tell us about Saltbush Country? Hi everybody, my name is Marika Davies. I'm a Wonkano woman from the Simpson Desert. We call it Mangathedi, the traditional word, um, from Birdsville, uh, which is Warari uh, in its traditional name also. Um, so, just up the road from these ladies. <laughs> um, so, I, um, so, I'm a curator uh, for Saltbush Country, which is an exhibition that we opened in Puri back in September, but now is here at the Hawke Centre. And the exhibition has seven ladies that are reach from York Peninsula up to Port Augusta, down to Port Lincoln at uh, Wangaree, and back up to Sejuna. Uh, and these ladies are brought to this exhibition their craft, and, and it's so deep and meaningful um, when these works were taking place, there was a lot of things happening at the same time within their life and um, and it just brought us together more closely as well as a, as a collective and um, some of these ladies haven't been uh, in an exhibition where they're seen as an independent artist but as, as a group as well. Um, you have Jo uh, Lennon from Sejuna, for instance. Uh, she painted her country and the salt lakes uh, up around Kupiti and think, uh, the ranges up that way. And the pattern of her work, it's overlays of work and you have to get up really personal with the works and, and see the detail beyond the detail. And that story, her story to that is that she was go going through grief and loss at the time. She had lost her dad and her sister, so it, that process, that pattern work came from grief and loss. And, and as she was working on these works, this is what helped her to work through that because she could have just given up and she almost did give up and it wasn't for her mum and, and the great support that we offered her, um, myself and, and the arts centre over there. She um, got through it and she's so proud of her work. Um, she just stands back and she's just like, oh my gosh, I got through it. Uh, it and, but me just talking about it doesn't do it justice. You have to go see it yourself. Um, as I always say, you've got to see things with your own eyeballs. <laughs> um, but then you have two amazing sisters from Point Pierce. Uh, amazing, incredible work as well. Uh, you have mariner shells that they go down and collect with their families. Um, and then you have an amazing possum cloak. 
and these works haven't been seen or done on Narunga country in over 100 years. So they revived this practice. And they were lucky enough to go to, um, to Victoria to learn um, cultural protocols around the, the possum skin with Annie Vicky Cousins, who um, helped them through that process. And, and for me, I didn't even stop to think the protocols around that. And so, as they were sitting there telling me about the cloak and its story, they were also telling me about the protocols of um, bringing these works together. So, amazing, amazing um, exhibition with these ladies. Um, uh, what else can I say about it? Uh, we also have our rock star, um, Annie Sandra Saunders, in it as well. Um, and if you don't know, she is an amazing lady. Um, she's been a voice uh, for mob for for a long time, and um, to see her work in the exhibition is a privilege to have it there. Um, she talks about um, the endeavour, Captain Cook, in one piece, and then she talks about um, the vote that we just had just recently, the referendum. Um, but saying that, um, she's already working on her next piece, she's telling me, for next year. So I'm like, are we going to do it again? And she's like, yes, we are. <laughs> um, but then you have um, amazing three ladies in Port Augusta, uh, Annie Heather Sheeran, Wanella McKenzie and Marley McCumber. And these stories are amazing as well. Um, Annie Heather Sheeran, she brought embroidery. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with First Nations embroidery. Um, if not, get to Saltbush and check it out. Um, first time embroidering since she was a child. So she had an amazing uh, mentor, Sarah Waters, um, helping her with this and um, even knocked her socks off when she saw it as well. So. And then uh, Wenella McKenzie, amazing weaver as well of emu feathers, um, telling the story of her grandmother who was a stolen generation. Um, she and her mum and her husband and kids did uh, the round trip of where her grandmother was born up at Udnadatta and then they followed the train track down which her grandmother took as a five-year-old when she was taken away and then placed in a home at Colbrook in Corn. And then, and she's woven this little person out of emu feathers and, and it's very haunting because then you've got this beautiful backdrop of her uh, black and white print of her, of her mum on this material that looks very ghostly as well. And then you have these scattered um, pieces within the train tracks that she collected from the old Gan train. Um, which I think it's the GAN that went up that way. Yeah, so um, she collected those and there's an old antique spoon. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, what happened into these homes with these young children is that it was a horrible place for a lot of them. And so she's got this antique spoon and that represents the porridge that these kids were given and and they were made to eat and they had feces in it from from rodents and they were still told to eat their porridge. So 
that represents that story. It's just the just pieces coming together to tell a bigger story. Um, and then you have Marley McCumber's works um, that this does the whole wall and amazing pieces that tells about her country and um, in Dalkana and growing up on country, what did that look like? Um, you know, whether it was sand drawing with her family in the creek beds up there and being on country and, and what does this feel for mob being on country? Because it is a different feeling when we're on country. Um, we connect with our country, not just being physically, but spiritually as well. And, and you feel that in all these works, the movement that's within these works, their stories that they're telling, um, rewriting their history books of, for everybody to say, hang on, this is what happened, and this is why it's happened. You know, you have Annie Sandra Saunders that starts off the whole exhibition and then it ripple effects. This is what happens when it happens with colonisation. These are the things that happen and, and then we have to revive things so that then we're coming back to it. So very strong, very powerful stories from amazing women from our regions of South Australia. Amazing. Thank you, Marika. That's, and then thank you, Colleen. It's just wonderful to be able to hear firsthand your experience, you know, of, of working alongside the women to bring their works into the exhibition space. And it was over a 12-month period that you worked on this exhibition. And it's a partnership between the Art Gallery of South Australia and Country Arts SA. So Marika's position is between the two organisations. How did you find that? A lot of driving. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of driving but I wouldn't take it back for a minute because being down on the York Peninsula for the first time on Point Piers, the ladies took myself and my family out and told us creation stories about the about Narunga people so we were able to connect on a different level because you can just drive past. Now when I drive past, I'm seeing that story over and over again in the landscape that they told and shared with my family on that day. And which is so important because um, it just connect, helps me connect where they're coming from and it's so important for Mob to know that storyline. Like, for instance, if you, when you go, when you go to see Saltbush, on the inside of the cloak, there is a story about the seven sisters. But when it started off at Narunga, there was 12 sisters. So you have 12 diamonds that's represented in the story before the seven sisters moved on to the next storyline. So that's their way of telling that story of the seven sisters, which is all so powerful and so meaningful for, mo for Aboriginal women. It's, it's an important story. It goes right across this nation and it's so important that, and it's one of my favourite stories, I must admit. So, um, yeah, so just learning knowledge and that storyline from first hand, you cannot get that in a classroom. You cannot get that, me how meaningful it feels and what it does to you within you and the way it moves you is so important because you're hearing a story that's 
thousands of years old that hasn't broken a link, but it's connecting again in another element, and that's our culture. And it's part of you as well, because you live here, you call Australia home, which is so important for everybody to connect with. I think, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, Colleen, do you want to tell us a bit more about your process of creating the images? Yeah. And, and maybe describe, describe a couple of them, okay. just so people get an idea. <laughs> um, so you, you took everyone on a visual journey there. I don't know if I can top that. I mean, that was fantastic. And, you know, I'll also like to echo exactly what you said about connecting to other mob and, and ensuring that, you know, you're adhering to not only the cultural obligation of that nation, but also, you know, all the protocols that come with it. And, um, you know, we... we are each responsible for that part of the story as it travels through our country as well. And so having that in mind, um, you know, when I was, uh, you know, was when I had my models before me, I painted on their body, but it wasn't just me painting. It was, I had the community with me. I always try to bring community in with me to, to, to help bring something to life. And um, so I, we had a mix of, Narunga and Ghana and, and um, uh, you know, a few other uh, Nurunjeri mob as well, you know, that was there helping and we sat around yarning and some days, some models took eight hours to, to paint and then to photograph and that's such an important part of what we do in the process we do is that yarning process, um, sharing of knowledge, sharing of culture but also of each other, that vulnerability that we all have and that shared journey. And so just keep it in mind what you were saying there about painting on the body and, and just listening to the model story of where she's connected to and her connections and making sure that you know, you're using the right colours and the right designs and ensuring that it's, if it's a female model, then you're using a female person who's painting and you've got the right, you know, authority and protocols in place to do it. So, like I said, one model actually took eight hours where we did from her toes up to her neck um, in designs. And then, um, and she was heavily pregnant too at the same time. So she was um, about two weeks away from giving birth. So <laughs> we made sure she was as comfortable as possible. But we wanted to tell the story of her being a new mum and what that meant for her and, and her baby and also her community because we don't act as one, we act as the community. And um, so we, we told her story from head to foot, or I should say neck to toe, <laughs> and, um, and it just glowed off the page and it just felt like as she was telling her story and we're all yarning, the ancestors came through and helped us bring this to life on her body. Um, and then after we um, did that, we, we took the black lights and we, we took these amazing photos of her. We then thought, hey, wouldn't it be great while you still got the paint on to go down to the beach while we got the sunset? And we took some beautiful photos down there with her 
still with the, the paint all over her. You wouldn't see it glow, but it was still very white against her dark skin and then with that beautiful glow of the orange sun on the beach and her being saltwater woman as well. Um, it just popped and it just looked amazing. Um, and then we um, did Tina, well, uh, she's uh, one of the elders and um, we, she's a desert woman so as she was talking to us we told the story of the desert and her totems and her song lines on her body and um, and that she was the uh, they were all very very powerful I must admit but hers is really striking because we used a lot of red um, in that one and for Arabana we use a lot of red in everything and they're they're pretty much our neighbours um, Western Desert Mob and so red carries through especially the women's the Kulamans to you know um, the grinding stones and putting it on baby that, car that carries through so in the image it carried through naturally as we were talking onto her and and so for me that was just like wow we stood back and went you know what that was just meant to be you know we had our ancestors in the room mm. and it felt very powerful and then we had a couple of the younger guys um, also you know, um, were very striking in their posing and and also just their story. But in saying all that, you know, it sounds all very serious, but we have so much fun. <laughs> we laugh, we pick on each other, giggle, you know, and um, that's probably why it took eight hours. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it, we, I try to make it a, as fun process while, while telling their story, a serious story of, who they are and who they're connected to, which country they're connected to, and um, where they're heading, and that passing down of knowledge. Because um, I always think that in 40 years from now, when they're in their 70s or whatever, they'll better look back on those photos and their, their family, their future grandchildren, will look at those photos with awe and, and feel that connection also. And it's for, for me to see a whole body of your work in the one exhibition space was just so exciting to be able to really feel the way that you make the work in order that it all spoke to each other and how did it feel for you to have a solo exhibition as part of the Ballarat International Photo Biennale? Well, Nikki, you were there. <laughs> and because we, I just landed in, or just came into Ballarat, I saw Nikki on the street, and I went, Nikki, like this. And I haven't seen anything as yet. And I came up to Nikki, and I saw this glow coming out at me through this, because um, all the shops had different exhibits. And I saw this glow, and I, and I absolutely just screamed at didn't I? I went, oh my God. <laughs> and you know, I, I think I chucked up on Facebook that I know I did it, but even I'm, I'm jaw struck. Like I'm just <laughs> like, wow, this looks incredible. It looks amazing. And, but just some of the feedback I was getting with, this is so different. This is so unusual. This is amazing. Like um, it's so striking because we had the, the light boxes illuminating from behind, so it became even more 
like it jumps up at you. Um, so please go and see that felt space. It's there until 15th. But I've just, you know, I could have walked back with the hugest head because I was just being like pulled and being asked all these questions about the process and just how great it was. But it also shows me that we're on the right track because, you know, um, I suppose so many things have been done before in the photography space and I just wanted to be different and be outside of that box. And so, like I said, we, we carry our story wherever we go. Doesn't matter who you are, we carry that story with us. And so now to take that story, especially an Aboriginal story, their story, and put it onto their body to showcase that proudly, um, you know, for my models, um, they, they're just so proud of themselves and their community is so proud of them as well. Congratulations, it really is such a striking body of work. And it was great to meet Michael Jalari Torres, yes. who is, he leads up an organisation called Black Lens. And it was really great, we had a, a panel discussion at the Art Gallery of Ballarat yes. with um, Kyle Archie Knight, who was also another one of, he's an emerging mm -hmm. artist and he had an exhibition there as well. So it was a really great opportunity for us to share with each other publicly about who we are as Aboriginal people, but also as photographers. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Nikki. I've taken over the mic here a bit. Um, but no, so Black Lens is an initiative by Michael who want, because there's not really that many of us, and um, so he wanted to try to get Aboriginal photographers from all over uh, Australia and, and get them into this one spot on social media and then try to not only showcase their works and, and try to give support and nurturing, but also to lead the way in, hey, let's, let's go and exhibit your work here. Let's go and put a grant in here. And, and you know, he's been amazing in terms of pushing us forward in that because, you know, we, we always, and this, you know, most of us sat back and went, you know, that's, we'll never go into the Australian Art Gallery or we, we'll never win the portrait prize, you know, for this photo. Because it was always someone else winning it. And so he, he's been a great force behind that. So, um, and he's the one now pushing me into the Ballarat photo, Manali. Um, and it was fantastic to meet other peers in that sort of, you know, the same creative heads, the minds, and, you know, just being able to network as well. It's just been fantastic. And I'm a single mum of two, and, you know, it's hard for me to move around. So to be able to be supported by, you know, the uh, Victorian Art Gallery there, and, as well as Nikki, and it, it was just, you know, I couldn't do it without the support of uh, the community as well. So, you know, it, it sort of leads you to you think, hey, there is a place here. You know, there is a place here and I can sort of achieve a certain level. You know, I've, I've achieved to this much, um, but now I can, I feel like maybe I can go a little bit further. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, thank you.
And of course you can. You can, yeah, you just, I, I, I think this is just the beginning for people to be able to see your work and engage with you at that level. It's just very exciting and congratulations. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Marika, is there anything you'd like to add in relation to your work and your future? What you're thinking of? Gosh, bigger and better things, I guess. <laughs> uh, strap yourself in, all is all I can say, really. Um, yeah, because there's amazing talent coming through. Um, we're just, you know, a small fish in a big pond, really. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it, it wasn't possible before, you know, without yourself and others like you. You know, you, you paved the way for us and, and bringing us come, letting us come through. So, yeah, kudos to you, Nikki, and, and everybody that, you know, around you for delivering what you do for us um, uh, here at Tanundi and, and the regions. You know, it just does not happen without great support from you guys and our communities. Um, that's, that's the main key to being success, successful um, in that light. Um, and just, um, yeah, the communities, everything as well, because they are the ones that push you, you know. They're, they're the ones that's pulling me up in the street. Hey, what you doing next, next year, you know, all the time? Well, you know, you got a gig on or can you help me out? So there's always work to be done. But, no, thank you, Nikki, for all the support you guys do for us. Well, I, I think, you know, I, I keep saying to all of the, you know, our sponsors and, and the people who support us is that there are so many artists that are doing such great work and we just need that bit of support to enable us to get an exhibition together, to get to that next stage and, and you know, we can shine. Mm. It's just a matter of letting people know that, that we've got a good model, we know how it can work. <laughs> So, yeah, thank you to you both for coming along tonight and Marika for travelling from Port Augusta to be here today. Um, and Colleen, thank you so much. It's been wonderful to hear from you both. And, yes, please get along and see both of these incredible exhibitions. Um, Colleen's exhibition is on until the 15th of December. It's open Thursdays to Saturday um, at Felt Space, which is in Compton Street, just near the Adelaide Central Market and at UniSA for Saltbush Country. So thanks for coming and thanks for hanging in there with us. Tanity is presented by the Art Gallery of South Australia with principal partner BHP and support from the Government of South Australia. The exhibition is on until the 21st of January 2024. Learn more online at agsa.sa.gov.au.